0: B movies in ebooks. My name is Craig Wade and I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And this is episode 130 and we are covering The Color Out of Space, the brand new, you know, Nicholas Cage <laughs> vehicle. <laughs> not
1: not the novella from
0: 1927. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh and the fucking zombie apocalypse by Brian Smith. But before we get into any of that, what's new with you, Brian? Uh not not too much. Ah Sorry, my cat just bit
1: me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Now, just finishing up a couple projects, and I've got uh, another couple of projects that are coming up that I have preview footage for, and they're looking really, really good, and so I'm super excited. Nice. Yeah.
0: Nice. (laughs) I'm yeah i don't have anything going on really <laughs> but, but i did go to colorado since we last talked yeah went up and well i know. mean
1: since since we've last talked to the viewers
0: no since me and you've last <laughs> you you went since earlier this morning yeah no um yeah i went up there shredded some powder <laughs> And by that, I mean, I didn't even go to like a place with a lift. We went to like a local park that had a hill <laughs> had a hill, and we sledded down it because the thing was is, I mean, I could snow tube all day because it requires no skill and it's fun. Yeah. But, uh, you know, my four year old daughter, I'm sure she wouldn't have wanted to do that for more than 10 minutes. So we went to a park to test her out and we uh-huh. went up, she did it once and was like, I want to go play on the big toy." <laughs> so we're like, All right. Save some money there. Um but yeah, it was a good trip. I had fun, went to a couple breweries. Uh cool. Yeah, yeah. Went to a place that only sold lavender everything. It was like weird. Like
1: lavender beer?
0: Like Yeah, I don't know if they had beer. They had lavender wine. They had lavender they uh it. coffee. They had lavender yeah. soap. Pure lavender. I, like,
1: I like lavender stuff. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it... um, where like I I buy lavender like uh, those unstoppable things where it's like you put them in scent boosters.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy those. Nice. Make you sleepy <laughs> all the mine time. Is
1: mainly because uh, uh, Star Trek his wharf loved lavender. So that's <laughs>
0: how you got into lavender. <laughs> yeah,
1: as a joke, because it's like he he's like it's a manly fragrance, but it's like.
0: Yeah, not. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You'd love this place. It was just pure <laughs> lavender. <laughs> so, anyway, uh did that and that was about it. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. We were snowed in half the time, so we couldn't like. They had like, uh what was it? Where travel advisories were like, stay off uh-huh. the roads from these times for them to salt yeah. it and stuff. I don't know. Whatever. It was interesting for me cuz we're from Texas and there's no snow. But we've now devoted 3 minutes to talking snow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh so as far as news goes, you got anything? Um
1: I have like one thing mm-hmm. that's uh kind of awesome. Um okay, so you remember that movie The Void? Mhm. Remember I think we gave it like Either a four and a half or even a five.
0: I think you gave it a five. I wasn't as as I didn't dislike it. I, I think I probably gave it a four. But yeah, it was a, it was a good movie. Yeah.
1: Okay. So he's coming out with a new movie. Okay.
0: Um, I thought Astron. It's, it's, huh. I, oh, hold on. Who did that? I thought Astron Six did that. Uh, yeah. Hold
1: on. So, if Col- yeah, Stephen Costans Kostanansky. That guy. Oh, okay. He he was on the uh, he did the voice. Um, but it's called Psycho Gorman. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this one?
0: I've seen the name.
1: It is uh basically it's E. T. Hmm. Right, but if um if E. T. Was oh, like yeah like cinemite type thing, right? Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, extremely like gory. Right. And violent. Um, but it's like these two kids find basically an alien and befriend him. And he's like murderous. (laughs) Like, (laughs) And it's, it's, I don't know. It's so eighties. It's ridiculous. Um, like even the, the preview for it, the trailer Mm -hmm. has like that eighties voiceover guy. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's called, uh, you know, it's called Psycho Gorman, and then it's like, at the end of it, it's like, or, or we call him PG for short, and it's like, PG, Psycho Gorman, rated R. You know, it's <laughs> like, it's just funny, because it's like...
0: <laughs> yeah. but
1: it, it, so it just looks like a very bloody, violent comedy movie, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm down for that. I, I did see a trailer for that. He's got like a... a... He's got, like, a buzzsaw blade on his head, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I didn't know that it was... like. I didn't see the trailer. I I just saw a thing about it. Uh, But I didn't know that it was, like, E.T.
1: Oh, it's so good. I don't even... I don't know if all of it's, like, actually in the movie or if it's just for trailers. But it's, like, there's even a scene where they're, like, nursing him back to health. And he's, like, swaddled up in a blanket. <laughs> like, it's just a dude with a bus on <laughs> like,
0: it looks freaking great oh man um the uh sonic the hedgehog movie has done extremely well and the two dudes behind that who wrote one of the sh- my favorite shitty movies ever <laughs> hey stop stabbing me <laughs> um they just got greenlit for a horror thriller called violent night but no one knows what it's about but yeah so um, it better be christmas themed i'm sure it probably is right you would think with a name like violent night Mm -hmm.
1: it has to be
0: yeah you would think but i'm i'm pretty excited about that um uh, let's see what else uh, they also are in talks about uh invisible man part two they're they doing it, or just are you talking about the
1: like powers that be no oh, I don't know they say
0: they uh, I don't know I would hope <laughs> Lee Wanell was still involved i you know that dude. For all the shit that James Wan gets for his, like, uh, Saw movies and, 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 you know, just all the props that he's gotten for Saw, Conjuring, Fast and the Furious, Um, (laughs) uh, you know, Insidious, all of those props. Lee Winnell has stayed relatively low profile. You know, the other dude from Saw that was in the room, but he wrote the movie as well. Yeah. And he wrote a couple of the Saw movies. Carrie Ells. (laughs) (laughs) yeah no no the other guy um but like you know he he's written some amazing shit like he he's a name that whenever i see that he's written something i i try to make an effort to watch like i've loved damn near everything maybe not loved i've liked damn near everything he's he's done um and so anyway you know he he did this new uh invisible man movie and so i'm really excited to check that out but like he also did upgrade and um yeah uh the Coot- or that cooties movie did you ever watch that with the little i, I did not oh man it's good <laughs> you'd love wait,
1: it he wrote the mule
0: wait he wrote the mule like that Clint Eastwood movie? Oh no,
1: no, it's not the Clint Eastwood one. Okay, I was about to say.
0: I was about to say. I don't. I don't know about that, but whatever. No, he
1: wrote another comedy. It looks like, um, called The Mule. Yeah, starring Hugo Weaving.
0: Huh. Well. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that, that sure is a thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess I missed out on that one, but <laughs> <laughs> love him. Seen all of it. Wait, he wrote that thing? yeah. So, anyway, uh, yeah, I'd like to check out that new uh, Invisible Man movie.
1: Yeah, I hear good things, it looks good too.
0: Yeah, I, I've, I've heard it's incredibly, it. like, incredibly tense, incredibly creepy. And, like, mm-hmm. heard people be like, oh, man, it's a classic. Then I've also heard other people say that it's boring as shit from the ending on. Or, or from the middle on. <laughs> Soon
1: as <laughs> man, the credit goes the black, credit it sucks. So- <laughs> yeah, it sucks. You know, so I gotta read so much. It's, like, it's so whoop. boring. <laughs> um, it, it looks to me a lot like they redid Hollow Man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. I, I understand that Hollow Man was already a remake of the Invisible Man. Yeah, basically. Right? And that in the original Invisible Man like novel, uh, what's his face? I forgot the guy's name. Invisibilio? Yes, I believe that <laughs> was his name. Um, was like a complete asshole and like a lecher and stuff too. Yeah. Right.
0: But he didn't get rapey in the original, did he?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they shied away from the rape. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was like 1920.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, but in Hollow Man, he got real rapey. Oh, he got super rapey. Yeah, like multiple times. Hmm. Well,
1: yeah, <laughs> and that feels, you know, this one feels a little bit more like that, you know, not it, maybe not rapey, but like that sort of vibe. When's the last time you watched Hollow Man?
0: Oh, man, it was a new release <laughs> <laughs> All I remember like all that I remember you're the, gonna talk about his dong aren't you okay? all <laughs> the two things I remember was being befuddled about how he went from <laughs> Into full-blown rapey so quick <laughs> Like, Wait, wait, all it took was him being invisible that just weirded me out anyway well,
1: I think I think that one like kinda delve into like
0: the voyeuristic ramifications and y- lack of
1: you can't close your eyes. Uh-huh. You know, and you just go you just kinda go a little crazy. I would think.
0: Yeah. You can't blink. He I mean you can put on a blindfold and take a nap, <laughs> sleep that crazy off can't blink he, you still can blink like the blinking the part of the your blinking Your
1: you're invisible
0: <laughs> yeah, so, your eyelids are they invisible. still are there they still function like they coat your eyes with with water yeah that's uh, not like, what I'm talking about like with lubrication
1: you think if you're just constantly seeing everything, you wouldn't go crazy?
0: Well, I'll tell you this much. Whenever I'm in the middle of the day, I'm not like looking forward to that split second of darkness when I blink in a second. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit about that. Like, I think that that part would be great. <laughs> it's like little micro naps. Yeah, <laughs> Every time you blink. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that probably adds up to be about 19 seconds in a day. <laughs>
1: you know, It's way more than that. You think? Yeah, it's got to be. I'm blinking like, how, well, how often do you blink?
0: <laughs> I just never blink.
1: Yeah, is this what we're talking about? Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've got let's, some let's, editing let's, to let's, do on this let's one. Let's get out of that. Okay. Let's get out of
1: that. <laughs> Coronavirus.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's something that's happened. Uh, oh, I mean, it's gotten much worse since we talked. Oh, I, I was just trying to set you up for the talk about Superman Red on. Oh, okay, yeah, (laughs) Superman Red Zones premiere was canceled amid coronavirus scare.
1: Yeah, I wonder how much else is going to get canceled.
0: A lot. (laughs) I mean, to be honest, I I know uh, Facebook, uh, two weeks ago, I was reading that Facebook canceled their symposium in May, and like, huh, Mm. I mean, I hope
1: Frightmare doesn't get affected.
0: I know, I, I was talking the other day about that with author Thomas Flowers. (laughs) yeah he will uh he's gonna go to frightmare too and so anyway yeah we were talking about that because uh we hadn't booked our hotel yet
1: yeah no we should probably do that
0: well should we (laughs) (laughs) i I mean i don't know if it gets canceled he messaged them though and he's like are y'all canceling because of the coronavirus and they were like no and he's like okay
1: there you go we we've got a definitive answer
0: yeah um okay what else we got (laughs) this is the worst news thing ever dude all of them are like this nah there's been better ones right
1: there's been ones where we've been prepared if that's (laughs) what you mean
0: yeah well yeah um
1: we're resting on our laurels.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, we're just taking it for granted. Yep, yep. All this money and cash and... <laughs> <laughs> All this time wasted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Creepshow, the series, is coming to Blu-ray. Yeah. But it's already on Shudder, so... Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch any of the creep show uh, the series you know
1: uh honestly i hadn't had like time i had some other things right st-
0: how caught up are you on other shows
1: i had to rewatch lord of the rings again
0: okay yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs> but i mean like okay that's something you know it's like there's a difference between like putting something on you don't have to pay attention to just for like background noise oh probably right and then devoting time to actually watching something you want to watch
0: i promise you you don't need to pay attention to most of it (laughs) but (laughs) but there is no there's a lot of filler um i I didn't hate it like it gets a lot of hate but um there's a lot of filler but shit it's not like every twilight zone was amazing you know you're talking which 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 series you're talking the original 60s run. Or 80s 60s and why would i talk about the 80s exactly they <laughs> had like three good episodes oh yeah i forgot and about the remake last the year ones <laughs> yeah i totally forgot the last year jordan pill one existed oh yeah yeah so. but um but no i mean th- it does have one thing i guarantee that you'll love it's about a guy stuck in a suitcase, and I swear to you, you'll love it. I think you've talked to me about this one before. It's one of the best things I've ever seen. Although, yeah, I think I've talked about it on here. Yeah, yeah. probably.
1: Whatever. I think it was actually last episode.
0: <laughs> Join <laughs> us next time when we talk about that guy in the suitcase. <laughs> that,
1: that same episode.
0: Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh, did you see the sax man is playing from the lost boys is playing uh at Super Happy Funland.
1: Okay. So, let's be real here. Mhm. Is anybody going to that without the
0: irony? I don't know. Did you see though that I tagged you and John Wayne Cunningham? Yeah, no, I I responded. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it.
1: I'm pretty sure I responded. Nah. Maybe I just ignored it. <laughs> That's more like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say um okay yeah well you want to do this (laughs) yeah i guess (laughs) all right what are we doing first movie or book let's do book all right we'll be right back right after this all right we're back we are talking the fucking zombie apocalypse by brian smith um okay (laughs) <laughs> I, no I, I thought you were looking like about to say something
1: no no it just makes me giggle
0: oh okay uh yeah so this is a book about a guy and his uh his girlfriend um who is i forgot her name sue was it yeah crazy, crazy sue too. yeah uh, and so they're on the outs, and so he's got to go get his hamster back before she smashes it with a hammer, and also there's a zombie apocalypse. And that's yeah, kind of it, how it's billed as. Yeah,
1: it's very Shaun of the Dead at first, because he has like no clue that like it's actually zombies.
0: Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But,
1: okay, so that's how it's billed. It seemed like you were going to keep
0: going. Oh, no, no. Well, and then it's a lot. There's a lot it's more. It's a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. And this is still a brand new book Okay Um, so not
1: super spoilers
0: I would say yeah Keep the spoilers at a minimum Um, But I will say uh, The very first Ten pages or so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It locks into a style And it does not uh, Change really In terms of you know Tone and all of that
1: Yeah and the, the narration of it
0: yeah, it's almost like a sillier version of like Rob Zombie because it's like overly, like overly uh, in like just bad language. Uh, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but very I, enjoyable. Uh,
1: I will say at first it was kind of like, um... okay, so, so hear me out. At first it was a little off putting, not because of like, you know, all the fucks and violence. Um, I don't care about that. But like, it seemed a little, uh, okay. It seemed a little try hard at first Mm -hmm. to to feel like really bizarro. Like him going to go pick up a hamster and stuff is like, it's kind of, you know, it's whatever. And it just kind of seemed like it was trying to be a little rant, like random to be random. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then like once it got going and it actually kind of like, you know, uh, settled into, to the actual story. Um, I ended up really enjoying it. Yeah. You know, like, like it became, uh, you know, it was, it was less like random and then just more developed as just who the character was, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so it felt much more natural, um, as you went on, Mm-hmm. And less like it was just trying to be funny.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of why I was saying like it locks into in the first ten pages because it to me it felt almost jarring. Like you said, for those first ten pages, that that it was like he it didn't seem try hard to be bizarro to me, but it did try. It did seem at the beginning like it was try hard to be like real like edgy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But like as it went on. Um, especially the later half or the, even like the last like third of the book,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, it was, I don't know if it had just toned down or not, or if I had just gotten used to it, mm-hmm. you know, but it was like, I don't know. It became, uh, funny. Right. And it was really enjoyable. So no, it was, I, it was just hard at first.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like first 10 pages, but once, once you lock in get used to it. Um, it's really good. Uh, you know, the only other thing I've ever read by him is 68 kill mm-hmm. and it was not maybe tonally kind of, it, it wasn't this over the top in general, but it was equally, uh, like CD language, not really language, but CD undertones, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's a cra- crazy, crazy, People, you know, hookers and all all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, I kind of knew what to expect, but this one even seemed, uh, this one was much more cartoony. Uh, Yeah. uh, But that said, I enjoyed, I enjoyed this one better than 68 Kill. I like 68 Kill too. And and the movie that came out a few years ago, uh, I I liked as well. Yeah. But, but, yeah, this is um, it, it, well, what else? What else did you notice? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to.
1: Well, no, I mean, like, okay, so it's a zombie apocalypse book. Mm-hmm. M- the majority of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to give away too much about the t- the turn it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I don't know, like. I I found the, a lot of the descriptions there, there were times where like, you know, it actually did sort of a detailed description of these zombie things. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, um, about the situations he was in, but then there were parts where, let's see, where did I, uh, there, there was one of them that I highlighted that I thought was hilarious because is, uh, like stuff like this, where it's like it's gross. The corpse makes some gross noises to <laughs> emphasize the grossness. <laughs> like, it, it
0: just like, yeah,
1: it, it was it, like stuff like that was just, you know, hilarious to me because it's like he's in these situations where it's it's a it's a standard horror situation, right? But there's, and maybe this could be a criticism though, is it never really feels like. There's a, uh, it never feels like the stakes are that high Mm -hmm. because of stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but it's funny though. It's entertaining, but it never feels like the, the main character is going to like die or anything, you know? And, um, (laughs) I don't know, it's, it's not like walking dead or something where there's like this huge ensemble cast where you know most of them are going to eat it
0: Mm -hmm. you know I like I like that uh, similarly there was one that I had highlight where he's like I scream an expletive what a dumb fucking word expletive like in quotes (laughs) (laughs) like that's and that's what he says out loud Uh, yeah it's dumb Uh, there's a lot that's dumb but man it was a fun read it was definitely I read this half Half uh, before my trip and then half on the plane. Um, Mm -hmm. And I will say that the second half, you know, this is only novella length. It's one of the Grindhouse Press books, uh, which tend to be novella to very short novel length, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And it. uh, (laughs) The last half of this book read so quickly for me. Yeah, it was like. Oh my gosh! Just zipping through pages. Not uh, uh, that's one uh, very very uh, strong point that I have for this book. None of it, uh, uh, aside from the initial shock—not shock, but you know, the initial. Like once you get locked into the style, none of it seems like a chore to read. It's very very like you know, it's a quick read and it's uh you know he keeps throwing random things that seemingly come out of left field uh plot wise um but because of that you're just like oh yeah yeah like it just keeps you on the e- not the edge of your seat but it keeps you on your toes and so uh i i really really enjoyed that i really enjoyed uh to be honest i enjoyed that this wasn't a walking dead type book yeah you know i i'm I like zombie stuff, okay, but um, it's you know it's very oversaturated right now, and I like to see something different rather than just like what
1: oversaturated. (laughs) There's only like a third Walking Dead TV series coming out. Yeah, does anyone only three? Craig, (laughs) does anyone watch
0: Walking Dead anymore?
1: Um, it's gotten very, very like downward trend of, uh, ratings really this
0: season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So it
1: makes sense to make a third one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I got you.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean like this is, it's a zombie, it's a zombie book, but it's really like zombies kind of the backdrop for just the character doing zany things Mm -hmm. in a way. And then, I don't want to give a, I don't want to give away the twist because that really plays into it too and yeah. make it like much less of a standard zombie affair.
0: Okay, so we'll go through this real quick because I like it. no I don't want spoilers in this. Um but I mean it's kind of in the chapter titles, but <laughs> there is a twist. Um what did you think about the twist? I liked it. Did you?
1: I did. Um I liked uh the 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 character
0: <laughs> uh-huh
1: that got introduced um i think it was kind of a um unique like w- sort of thing you know it, it brought an element that uh you know people who have ever listened to this or know me know that i'm a huge fan of right um the sort of uh we'll see if i say it then it's going to be mm-hmm. I'll tell you later,
0: no.
1: <laughs> but I mean, it's like, um, I don't know. I liked where it went and then uh, I kind of, I usually hate it whenever books do this, but the way it ended
0: open Um
1: yeah, very open ended, but like it kind of made sense, right? It made sense to both leave it there, but also i I want to read a sequel.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to me, th- that was my only major criticism, is that wrapping it up that way almost felt like... He, well, two things. It almost felt like he took two completely different stories and just rammed elements of one story in it. Uh, okay. A- and then uh, the second thing is the ending Ending like that seemed almost like a cop-out to me. Yeah. But I enjoyed it, and if they had a sequel, I would read it. <laughs> it was
1: fun. Because the thing is, there's a lot of... Uh... There's a lot of those, uh, like you know, authors that will write series of books, mm-hmm. and they'll give you like the first one, novella length free, but nothing ever happens in it, and it just ends open ended to make you want to, like, to make you read the first book of the series. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, robot lots of times, proletariat did that to us, huh? I said, remember, robot proletariat did that to yes. us. Yes. And free. so, lots
1: of times, that's kind of a dick move, mm-hmm. right? Um, but. This one, like, it still was an entertaining, like, self-contained story that you don't need to have a a larger um, series or anything based on. But it would be fun to have one. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That makes sense. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely agree. Um, Well, uh, is there really much more that we can say without ruining stuff?
1: Not really. I mean, it's... Okay, so if you're looking for, like, overly violent, like, nihilistic, everyone dies zombie story, mm-hmm. this is not that. No. In in a way, it almost feels... Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of lighthearted, but in a way, it almost kind of feels optimistic, which is kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it kind of ends on an up note.
0: Mhm.
1: Sorta of, um which, it, which is strange given the situation. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not like doom and gloom everyone dies. No. Yeah. Overly like totally violent zombie move, I mean, zombie book. Now this the uh, this author has written other zombie books, right? Um like a couple of them if if I remember correctly. And so I'd be interested to see if they're the same, like similar tone or if they are um, like violent zombie books.
0: I really want to read uh, merciless by him, but his other most recent one also from grindhouse press, it looks Mm -hmm. like a real, like in terms of tone, uh, you know, a real departure from this, uh, (laughs) from this style, but you know, uh, he's, an, he's an author that is pretty prolific, and uh, I really have not much excuses for not having read more of his yeah. stuff. The,
1: yeah, His other one is Slowly We Rot, which um, sounds like it would be less lighthearted.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I remember when that came out a few years ago, uh, people were losing their shit about that book. I didn't yeah. realize that was him. I just remembered the title. Um
1: it says Brian Keene said it was the best zombie novel he's ever read.
0: Yeah, and that's something because Brian Keene wrote The Rising and all those, <laughs> you know, he, yeah. he's known for zombies. Um, <laughs> so, out of five, what would you give this? <laughs> um, I think
1: I'm actually going to go four. Okay. Because once, once I got past, like the and uh, and maybe it's just cuz i'm jaded you know <laughs> and like and, and i and i am quick to judge things sometimes but you know it's like once i got um over the first like few pages where it really introduced things and i got used to the style and it you know used to the character it was it was really fun it was a really enjoyable like quick read um you know it had, it it did have you know some some uh gory parts it had some funny parts it had you know interesting takes on some things
0: yeah that's mm-hmm. it for I am going to go just slightly higher. I'm going to go four and a half out of five. I enjoyed the shit out of this book. I -hmm. I loved it. Uh, Like I said, you know, I had some nitpicky things about the ending, but it's not like it was a bad ending. I just, like you said, wanted more. Um, I really, really enjoyed this. And, you know, now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever read a bad grindhouse press book. I haven't read a million yeah. of them. I think I've read seven. I was looking at I the mean, list.
1: We've, we've done a few on the show.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Um. I'm trying to think about. Yeah, we did
0: the- as seen on TV on yeah, the show, and we great. did Cock Block on the show. But those may be the only ones we've covered on the show. Um. And, and then this, obviously. But yeah, I I think next week, did you get uh Saint Sadist whenever we hung out with, at that Indie Lit thing, the Lucas Mangum thing? Um. Yeah, yeah, I think I did. You want to cover that next week? Sure. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, because that's another Grindhouse Press book. Anyway, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that, uh, basically everything they put out. But yeah, I'm going to say four and a half out of five. I really liked it, I think. I would recommend this to anyone that is a fan of horror. I don't know that I would blanket recommend it. Like, oh, I just read the last Dan Brown book. <laughs>
1: you know, <laughs> I, I think you. I think you'd have to be a fan of like horror comedy.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. You you know, not and, like and,
1: and although the Venn diagram does overlap a lot. Mm-hmm. You know there are those purists out there who are like oh no comedy in my
0: horror <laughs> yeah those people suck <laughs> i mean i like i like like pitch black and black as night horror but i also enjoy laughing too yeah i mean if you don't
1: like the evil dead too yeah there is something wrong with you for sure
0: <laughs> for sure um all right we no will
1: <laughs> yeah. or all the fence taken
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, all right uh, we'll be back right after this with our discussion of color out of space yeah, all right, we're back. We are talking the color out of space brand new film directed by Richard Stanley. I had it up because I figured you probably didn't. <laughs> yeah Richard <laughs> Stanley of the hardware fame uh you know eighties, maybe even nineties movie hardware. Anyway, 1990. Uh huh. 1990. Uh, okay. Well, um, so the color out of space. I think actually Richard Stanley did he do the Isle of Dr. Moreau, or am I making it, okay. that? Okay.
1: Right. So I just, I was just scrolling through his stuff. It actually says Island of Dr. Moreau, uncredited, fired, replaced by John Frankenheimer. Uncredited.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that he after, you know, he was kind of like not, you know, the talk of the town, but an up and comer after hardware like that pretty much landed him on the map. And then I think that misfire with uh, Island of Dr. Moreau basically put him out of, you know, the running yeah, for a had, lot of shit. after He had
1: that. a five year gap. And then after that, he just did like some documentaries and a couple of shorts.
0: He only had a five year gap.
1: Yeah. 1996 was Alan, uh, Dr. Moreau, then a uh, documentary called The Secret Glory uh, in okay. 2001. Huh. I'm not saying they were like critically acclaimed documentaries or anything. But I'm just saying like he didn't work. He didn't do any like anything in between there.
0: Yeah. If you look at the, uh, I've read or not read. I watched that Lost Soul Doom Journey of Richard Stanley's Island of Dr. Moreau movie. It's pretty good. Pretty good. I'd watch a documentary on Island of Doctor Moreau. <laughs> it was interesting. Didn't seem like anyone really got along on that. Uh,
1: Val Kilmer doing a like horrible Marlon Brando impersonation. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of horrible accents, all
1: right. The I color mean, no, out of did space. A good job. I mean, it's just a. But what? <laughs> the horrible color out of accent. space.
0: I was talking about Nicholas Cage's uh, accent in this film that kind of popped in and out.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it was like he was from, like, the Northeast,
0: you and, know, like. And then sometimes like, it was like he was from California Surfer Guy. Like, when he'd get mad, he'd be like, all right, man, whatever, man. <laughs> and like, it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, all right, let's get back to business.
1: So, so this, this movie is uh, Color Out of Space, and, uh, an adaptation of the 1927 novella of the same name, but with a U. Mm-hmm. Um, in because it's color with a u yeah yeah yeah. uh in from hp lovecraft um basically it's just the premise of the movie is the same thing that they took there there's uh it's like i mean it's 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 kind of loosely adapted
0: I didn't read the the H.P. Lovecraft one. However, I did look at the plot summary and there were a lot of elements.
1: Yeah. I mean, okay. So there, there were, but I mean, like, I mean, all the names were changed, how it actually happened was changed. um, Lots of stuff was different, Um, you know, but this one, it it kept the major plot points, the, the beats and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and like stuff like the importance of the well and junk, but yeah, yeah. you know, okay. So I think I figured out what it is, why Lovecraft is able to get away with so many like, oh, it was a color that you can't describe mm-hmm. and stuff like that is because all of his books are third hand information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, so this like. In the in the in the novella, right, it's told from um the uh uh surveyor's point of view. Mm-hmm. Okay, in this book or in this one um played by Elliot Knight, right? The guy's name is Ward, right? Mm-hmm. Um and so in the book, it's told by his his point of view, but he's there after everything has happened. Yeah. And so he's being told a story by an old man that had a story that happened 50 years ago <laughs> by an old, maybe senile man. And then he's telling it to the reader. Mm. And so it's like, of course there's going to be details missing and stuff. Mm. And I think that's how Lovecraft can get away with it. Every damn novel. because <laughs> they're, they're all told like that. They're all told. Like it's some guy who wasn't there Mm -hmm. (laughs) telling you about what he heard happen.
0: That and the other thing is, um, I I feel like, you know, he was basically writing to market. And a lot of the people that were reading that, it's not like he was compiling them in books. He was selling short stories. So they were in magazines. He would take the parts that he liked out of another and just build upon it and write another book out of it you yeah. know he didn't i don't feel like i, I don't know uh, i the things i don't know about lovecraft would astound you <laughs> you
1: know but I, I bet you know his cat's name uh,
0: i do unfortunately <laughs> um anyway um yeah look it up if you
1: don't know his cat's name
0: <laughs> he, well spoiler alert lovecraft was kind of a racist but <laughs> um I mean not even kind of Lovecraft was racist but he built a big mythos uh, you know. I,
1: I feel like he was one of the first people if not the first him and Robert E. Howard uh, were like the, the first people to set up an extended universe you know what I mean because yeah. even this one uh, Color Out of Space is fairly early and well 1927 he'd been writing for a few years Yeah, this like they said this was the
0: first thing he wrote after the curious case of Charles Dexter Ward
1: yeah but I mean like you know, all of his books and stuff mention, like, Arkham and Miskatonic and various, like, gods and the Necronomicon and stuff like that. And then, um, you know, and so did Robert E. Howard because he was Conan, right? Mm-hmm. And he and H.P. Lovecraft, like, traded notes all the time. Like, there's yeah. Lovecraft Elder Gods and stuff and Conan stuff. Um, but, yeah. So so I, f- I feel like, you know, he did a lot for, like, sci-fi and horror in general.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this and discussion's this? been done yeah. a million times, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he was racist. He, he also had a huge mythos. Whatever, let's yeah. build on his mythos and not celebrate the man himself, right? Yeah. Um. Uh, I will say that all of his shit feels the exact same and that kind of bothers me yeah he definitely has a tone yeah he's like oh no we tapped into the other oh god the other is hurting us oh god we're all becoming one with the gods or some shit like that and it's kind of (laughs) annoying to me but let's throw all that all that aside and just look at this movie for what it is
1: okay hold on real quick because um i i actually uh where did I go? Okay, um, there was something I actually highlighted uh, in in the color out of space the book because I thought it was hilarious because it's it go it's just the thing you know that um, here we go. Uh, yeah, it's just like he's talking about the color, you know, and he's like, and it's only by analogy that they called it a color at all and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. just like all these things about like how he just can't describe anything. Yeah. And it's hilarious. Cause that's the quintessential H. P. Lovecraft.
0: Yeah. For sure.
1: It's like, it's like, Oh, the walls are curved <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I can't describe what I'm seeing. Yeah. But yes. Okay. So this, so this movie. Yeah. So, um, uh, it, it's basically, uh, a meteor falls from the sky. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, ruins this guy's farm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's pretty much the, the, the plot of the story. Um, and then there's some body horror.
0: Yeah. So it falls from the sky. They're inundated with this strange color. And it seems purple. The
1: strange color was purple.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Death by fuchsia is what I'd have called this movie. Um, But and then they it starts controlling them and, you know, taking some of them over. And it's very odd. Uh, But also (laughs) I. I really for some reason or another, I felt like this was going to be a little more lighthearted of a movie. It's very really? not light. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Like, Ew, this is the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't a
1: joke in sight. Um, yeah, there, there was like, I think there was one bit of like comedic relief in like the first, like 20 minutes or 10 minutes. Maybe mm-hmm. there was like a joke about pot. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I guess in a way, uh, Chong's character was kind of comedic relief. Oh yeah, until he At wasn't. The end.
0: At the end, he was so fun. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was comedic relief until he absolutely was not comedic relief.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know why. I just felt like this was going to be a little more lighthearted. Uh, now. People are kind of, you know, Lovecraft fans and and horror film in general fans um, are kind of going nuts over this. Like they're praising it as if it's like the best movie ever. And it's really good. Like it's a very good, solid movie with really good direction. Um, For a movie that runs an hour and 50 minutes, uh, it doesn't seem that long. Yeah. Didn't seem too long to me, and I'm pretty much like I don't have a long attention span. Like, yeah. generally, if a movie's three hours long, I'm not gonna watch it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, that's me. Um, and so this did not seem like too long or anything like that. It, uh, I
1: honestly um, didn't even realize it was that long, yeah. And like, I'm not even joking. Had, no clue. had
0: had great at, at, uh, atmosphere. Had <sighs> solid acting um, from everyone except for <laughs> Nicolas Cage, <laughs> and, and and it's not that he was bad. It's like he wants to go like over the top all the time.
1: Yeah, this was this was like um, it, it. It's like Richard Stanley was trying to rein uh, Nicolas Cage in. Mm -hmm. And he didn't have full control over him. Because every once in a while, you'd get this weird outburst. (laughs) Yeah. Like we were talking about where it's like almost like his character from Valley Girl or something. (laughs) All of a sudden would come out.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I I was like, oh, shit. Is that like the thing controlling him? But I don't think that those scenes were. (laughs) Like, I really... I think it. I think it
1: kind of was. I think or it was, at least
0: him losing his mind. I think it was influencing know? him. I don't think it had full control or anything at that point.
1: Yeah. No. But it was. But it was also very very abrupt, because like it was like the day of the meteor hit, right? And he left for a reason. I'm not going to say because it, it was awesome. That and was like, amazing. <laughs> and then he came back, right? So he had been gone most of the day. Mm-hmm. right and then he comes back and his his daughters all like hey dad what's up and he's like shove it you know yeah. it's like basically- yeah it was weird
0: it was weird it was like instant yeah yeah he's like whatever man you didn't ever yeah. even pay attention to me whatever where's your where's your brother Ugh. whatever man <laughs> i'm gonna go to my room and smoke pot yeah you can't control <laughs> me daughter <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was weird it was it's like strange, a teenager strange. throwing a fit and it only appeared a few times it's not like the whole movie he was doing that which made that even weirder like yeah. if it was it the whole movie like three times <laughs> uh, but uh but i still uh if he had played it all just more subdued it would have been better but it didn't like ruin the whole film or anything no. like that oh absolutely not um Now, the one thing that I would say had was just as detrimental was the terrible special effects when they were terrible, Um, like toward the end where they. I I was like the llama. No, I like that. <laughs> but, I mean, those were, like, those kind of... Oh, are you talking about the big CGI thing? Yeah, when the color had basically, like, permeated everything, and so they yeah. were, like, dragging across. You know what I'm saying? Like...
1: Oh, I actually liked that. Because uh, it, like, um, it was, like, whenever you compress a video and there's compression artifacts.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I got you. It's just... I I think they should have done that. It just looked shitty.
1: I liked it. Uh, I thought it looked really neat because like, I don't know, it was all glitchy and stuff. And it almost made you feel like it was the movie itself being like ripped apart.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. We had different trains of thought. Mine extended just like, (laughs) oh, they should have pulled that effect off better.
1: (laughs) Do your job better.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, Wait,
1: how I don't know. Just do it.
0: And that, like, <laughs> the color tornado was absolutely <laughs> That's terrible. A great looking. way to describe it. That was r- terrible looking.
1: But that was straight from the book, though.
0: <coughs> and it, I'm not against these effects. I'm, I'm not against. I'm just saying. I'm not against what should have happened or what they intended to do. But it's kind of like it was like one step better than putting up a puppet and being like. No, like, like, it wasn't good. Oh god.
1: Now I really want to see like an elementary school play version of some Lovecraft. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh
1: my god, that would be so good. <laughs>
0: that that Charles Dexter Ward sure has a his <laughs> case. <laughs> 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 or they do like from beyond and they can't like do anything like <laughs> other than just being like it's tapped into my pineal gland
1: <laughs> now, <laughs> okay i will say though talking about the special effects there was some quality body horror in this yes like rubber quality body horror you're talking about not like not like society buddy horror this was realistic
0: and creepy and gross i think the scene that you're talking about um that was one of the more uh depressing things i've ever seen committing to film yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was like really we're going there okay now, okay
1: so so that that we're talking about, like the big plot point, right mm-hmm. um that's actually in the book,
0: yeah, I'm sure more it is or less.
1: like that more or less. seems not not the part, yeah, but like the whole other stuff that happens is basically in the book,
0: yeah, to me and that seemed it's so i i know no doubt that that is in the book because that's exactly what happens in the Dunwich horror yeah you know what i'm saying which again is like son of a bitch it's one story it's one story all all
1: this needed was all of a sudden some fishmen to come up (laughs) and be like hey i heard you got a color out of space you know that's all it needed to hit like the lovecraft trifecta yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah or the thing grew tentacles there wasn't really any (laughs) tentacles in the book is there (laughs) <laughs> Kinda, it's like it talks about
1: like tendrils and stuff.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. That said, I I do think this is a very like a quality B movie, a very good B movie, and probably you know I've seen a, a couple. Uh, I have an old Dunwich Horror VHS of an old version of it. Uh, in terms of film and. You know, the stuff that we've seen recently, I to me, I think that this is the best HP Lovecraft representation I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, on as far as a movie goes, and yeah, I because I mean,
1: a lot of them, like you know, Reanimator and stuff like that, like shit, I forgot they'll, they'll do it, but they'll push it way further than Lovecraft did, mm-hmm. right? And this, I don't think, was pushed too much further than the source material mm-hmm. right it was just updated because Yeah, the the book takes place in like the 1880s yeah you know and there's like buggies and stuff yeah. right yeah. <laughs> and it's like you know this is just taking that idea updating it because a lot of the stuff that still happens like him being a doofus in front of the uh like the press mm-hmm. and stuff like that's in the book
0: <laughs> I loved that.
1: That was a commi- <laughs> I mean, they, that was a not, comedy he's not scene. As much of a doofus, but they don't take him seriously and stuff. And it's like that's even part of it, you know. And so it's just taking everything and just modernizing it, but still staying pretty true to the source material. Just mm-hmm. kind of upping it a notch, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas, like uh, you know, even from Beyond or ReAnimator, like all those old Jeffrey Combs movies, which I love. I love those. They're they're amazing. Right. But they're not like. They're not super accurate.
0: (laughs) No. And I had forgotten reanimator. It was, you know, from Herbert West reanimator. But the thing about that is, like you said, you know, other than the fact that he was a a doctor that brought shit back, that nothing was out of that book, really, or out of that story. That was a very short story, too. Yeah.
1: but I mean, it's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's cool to take these ideas and expand on them and make them your own and stuff, too. But I think this might be one of the more faithful adaptations that I've seen. Yeah. You know, even though I know I said that it, it, <laughs> there's a lot, lot yeah, yeah. you know, but I mean, like, they're not going to have the kid named Thaddeus.
0: No, that 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 would be silly. Not when there was, there's names like there was, Lavinia
1: to do with. There was Thaddeus Merwin. And then, um, like, Xenus or something was the other kid's name.
0: Yeah, but Lavinia is still kind of out there. Yeah, it is. Okay, my only question is, did she actually summon the color? No. No? Maybe. So her reading, doing shit with the Necronomicon did nothing.
1: Yeah, but the Necronomicon she had... Was, was like, like a, a like mass a, market like paperback. Like a paperback version that you got at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> yeah,
0: something you grab at the airport.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little light reading on the plane.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so I don't think I don't think she did anything. I think it was just coincidence.
0: I was thinking of catching a nap, summoning Cthulhu. What was that? <laughs> catching a nap. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, okay. Um, I uh, you know hey. I don't regret watching this movie and already since watching it, I've recommended it to two people. So it scores pretty high for me. Like I, I enjoyed the shit out of this movie, but that's not to say, Hey, I can rip apart many things that I love. And I, I really, really, I, I think specifically if you were a fan of eighties body horror or eighties creature features, you'll like this film. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would give this a solid four and a half out of five. I hate that I landed on that twice today. What? I
1: know. I, I want it like, okay, five is reserved <laughs> for a particular, you know, echelon for me. And so I want to give it one, but I don't think I can. Um, I think I'm going to do four and a half also. Yeah. It's it's so good, though.
0: Yeah. It's I, so good. I think I'll. Uh, this will be one of the few new films that I probably will buy. I yeah. still need to buy Ma though. <laughs>
1: God, that, maybe that. Uh, if only that special edition VHS wasn't so expensive and also sold out.
0: It was twenty five, right? I don't know. Oh man, I I, I would have been tempted. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I would say see that. But you're not going to find it at Redbox if you're like me. I went all over town trying to find it at Redbox. And all the ones that they had did not have it. So
1: Really? Yeah. Like, was but it like, out or they just didn't stock it?
0: No. All the ones that it showed on the app that it was there, it was rented by the time I got there. Damn. Yeah. Like
1: dude this it was good. It was really good.
0: I could have reserved it though, but I just didn't from the Yeah, net. but
1: you're lazy. That's an extra button
0: you'd have to push. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather drive across town. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, well, I guess we'll be back in two weeks when we do Saint Sadist and probably another movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you're reading along with us, we'll be doing Saint Sadist by uh Lucas Mangum. And we're gonna also be covering Veronica, the new Glenn Danzig movie. See you then. The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network. Brought to you by Bmovies and eBooks.com